What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 148. And today we are going to have a little chitty chat ski about time travel. Is it possible? Theories Has about it, been it. Done. Oh, yeah. There's so many things we're going to talk about today. Plenty. I'm, I'm going to put my physicist hat on today. <laughs> oh, boy. Hell yeah. And I'm going to attempt to teach you about time travel. Damn, that's a that's good luck. That's a big promise. Good luck. Yeah, we'll I know see. we'll we'll, we'll see, see how that. that goes. But it's a very interesting subject. That I it think is. we're all fascinated by and very hard to really truly wrap your mind around. Yeah, and I mean, even scientists don't even fully understand, you know, all of this no. stuff either. So it's like you can't really go wrong when you're talking about time travel because yeah. at the end of the day, we really don't know for sure if it's possible or not. But before we all time travel together, I've got a few interesting stories I wanted to mention. Also, this episode is brought to you by Third Love, Pretty Litter, Stamps, and HelloFresh. All right. So the first story I've got is coming from Harvard scientist Avi Loeb. Loeb. And we talked about him way back. Yes, we Back did. in 2017. I was going to say this name sounds familiar. So Avi Loeb is a very well-known, renowned, uh, basically scientist, astronomer, astrophysicist, He's written hundreds and hundreds of academic papers. He's worked alongside Stephen Hawking even. Uh, And so he clearly knows what he's talking about when we're talking about the universe and space. And so if you remember back to October 2017, there was an object that came flying into our solar system from outside of it. And many people referred to it as the cigar. The cigar-shaped UFO Mm -hmm. is what it was Yeah, kind of called by many people. And, you know, by astronomers, they were saying, oh, this is just some type of, you know, large asteroid or something that came from, you know, outside the solar system. But what's weirdly shaped. Yeah. Yeah. A weirdly shaped object. But what was interesting about this is the way that it came through our solar system. It Mm -hmm. literally flew by like all of the planets on its way in, flew right past Earth, past all the other planets before exiting the solar system. So like like a a very deliberate path. Yes. Basically, like you know, a drive-by type situation where it was just coming through to see, you know, what's happening. So there was a lot of controversy about what it, what this object was. Yes. And ultimately, most scientists and astronomers said that this was some sort of asteroid or, you know, a piece of, you know, some Space type of material. Junk. Yeah, something along those lines. But Avi Loeb, he's been very, very intrigued by this whole, and, and this object was called Uma Uma, mm-hmm. which is a Hawaiian word. Uh, that roughly translates as scout. And this is because it was actually the observatory in Hawaii that we've seen. Yeah, we went there. Yeah, it's so cool that actually up. spotted this object. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, though, is that Avi Loeb has come forward recently in the news and been talking about how he believes this object was, in fact, some sort of advanced civilization coming to check us out mm-hmm. and doing some sort of surveillance or intelligence mission to check out our solar system. The other reason this is kind of popping back up in the news is also because he, Avi Loeb, came out with a book called Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth. And in the book, he talks about how he believes this may have, you know, if you didn't know everything else that we know as far as, you know, UFOs and Mm -hmm. and going back, you know, years and years and years all the way to Roswell, if you didn't believe any of that was, and and I don't know if he believes in whether or not those events were extraterrestrial or not, but he believes it, yeah. But it seems like, from his point of view, Uma Uma may have been the first time that some sort of extraterrestrial life had actually come to our solar system before. The first time? Yeah. Wow. And just making that in this, 
the academic community, just putting that out there has gotten him a lot of backlash from other professors and other scientists mm-hmm. and stuff who don't agree with him and, and think quite the opposite. But he's been like pretty bold about coming out and saying what he believes. So it's like, who do you believe at this point? Do you right. believe all these other academics and astronomers and stuff who say, no, we haven't been visited yet. There's no evidence of life outside of Earth as far as we know. Well, how does anyone truly prove their theory? I think it's good to present your own theory no matter what, and it creates conversation and critical thinking about it, which is good. Yeah, that is good. But the problem is, is that some of these academics out there even just mm-hmm. completely shut, aren't even open to the idea that this was some sort of spacecraft or something that, that came seems through. pretty ignorant. Why not? Exactly. Why, why not? wouldn't it be? I mean, it, the, the shape of it was very, it, it would resemble what we would think of a UFO spacecraft would look like. It was like very flat. It was cigar shaped. And, and I mean, just its pattern of movement. Like right. You said. Right. Yeah. And it clearly had it. Like, what are the chances that this was just some random event that happened that literally flew in, did a perfect pass through right by the earth through all of our other planets before exiting the solar system like that. Well, it's also weird because I was reading about it and I guess the way that it appeared, it like accelerated as it departed Mm. our cosmic area. Yeah, that is which is similar to what a comet would do. But the problem is Uma Uma had no visible tail. That's right. Yeah. So it looked like an asteroid, but acted like a comet. So it didn't make sense. And they were like, okay, so then what is it? And scientists like they still don't necessarily know for sure because it kind of like defies our typical rules that we have. And yeah, I thought that was really interesting rocks around those types of objects yeah right Mm -hmm. so they were like well the only other explanation there is is if it's something not natural then if it's something artificial what could it be because it almost seems like it was being piloted by something the way that it acted the way that it flew through it it was gone seem like that yeah plus a lot of people have seen cigar shaped ufos before like this is Mm -hmm. a pretty common uh type of shape of ufo that people see in the skies so is there any connection there? It's very interesting. But it is so interesting. all these like really, really smart people are, you know, in academics. I mean, he's a Harvard University scientist. Like mm-hmm. this is a clearly a very intelligent about. guy. Specializes in cosmology. You know? Yeah. I just feel like you got to take his opinion pretty seriously. And, and I've, I've thought this pretty much the whole time. I thought this has got to be some sort of craft of some, whether it's alien or it's, you know, something just beyond what yeah, we know about. I think I definitely agree with him about that, but the it being the first sign of intelligent life, I don't know. Because if yeah. you, I mean, some people, a lot of people now think that aliens are here and have been here for a long time that they might look like us. You know, we just talked about we talked about that a few weeks ago. I'm mm-hmm. a shed, right? Yeah, I'm a shed. Wait, exactly. is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he had said that intelligent life was already on the planet and looks just like us and we can't distinguish it. So who who can you really believe? Because no one really has the proof to back up that their theory that far. Right, right. I think most people nowadays are in agreement that there probably is intelligent life somewhere in the yeah, universe. Right. You know, it's just Is there enough yeah. evidence to prove that? Have have they been there? We is can't this say the first that time? Fact, yeah. Was that actually intelligent life or was it an act it was it just a comet or space junk or mm-hmm. who knows but yeah it's interesting it's it's like one of those things where you can present so many theories because no one can prove them wrong right no one can prove them right but well i think it's just the, a lot of talk right and i think the other thing too is that this was caught by a telescope too 
like a NASA telescope caught right. this and actually mm-hmm. tracked it all the way through. Like this has a lot of data behind it as far as what, you know, scientists have been able to capture about this object and, and be able to observe it yeah. in a way that most other UFO sightings don't get observed by, so by NASA now, telescopes and stuff should as far as we know. be able to figure out what it is, right? Yeah. By now? I think they probably do know what it is, exactly what it is, yeah. but they're just not saying what it yeah, is. I agree. So I think too. Really interesting. I mean, we say this all the time, but it's just going to be really cool to see what happens with the whole alien discussion and UFOs just in general, I think is going to be in the news more and more. Yep. It's moving really fast lately. And just the implications of that, like how's that going to change our civilization? Is that going to allow us to move to the next level on the Kardashev scale? Can we get to a, you know, a global civilization? I don't know. Those are the questions. I don't think anyone has the answers to (laughs) Nope. We're just on this wild ride of life. I know. It feels like that lately, especially. It's constant, constant madness. Oh, yeah. Which leads us to our next story. So you guys know that we record our show a few days in advance so that we have time to edit and everything. So sometimes we're a little bit behind the news cycle, especially lately because the news cycle is moving so fast. Who knows what is even going to happen with this story by the time that this episode goes up. But It's changing by the hour. We literally just got another update on it right now. But the stock market, some crazy shit is going down. Um, Yeah, it's rich versus poor right now. Yeah, it definitely is. It's really interesting because I'm very new to the stock market. Like I only got into it like maybe like two years ago or something. Uh, I'm not in it. Yeah. I'm scared of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are in it because it's technically our money. Oh, yeah. I guess we're married. I don't deal with it, though. (laughs) So it's, it's very, I still really don't even understand like half the shit that goes on in the stock market. I just know that stocks go up and down and Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) their earnings, you know, affects how those stocks do. And there's a lot of other factors, obviously, um, which I'm not even trying to attempt to explain, but with this scenario, it's very interesting because this is actually a pretty big event where the people are essentially forcing the hands of the hedge funds uh, that are, you know, basically puppet the entire stock market and yep. they're not happy with us right now. No. Oh, they're pissed. Cause there's been a bunch of retail stocks, GameStop, AMC now, Nokia, yeah, Nokia Blockbuster, Blockbuster, like a lot of these, a lot of these companies that are like, mm-hmm. you know, at the near end of their life pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, are getting like this second yeah. wind because, all these people on Reddit, of course, it's Reddit that is like where this is happening. So mm-hmm. it's called Wall Street Bets, and it's a subreddit where people get together and then they go and invest in these companies that are, you know, at the brink of, you know, the end. Yeah. In order to sort of because let me back up a little bit. Yeah. I think I'm getting ahead. So it's, it's called confusing. short selling. Yes. Is what what is actually happening right mm-hmm. now? So GameStop was subject of short selling which is when professional investors borrow shares of stock to sell and then they buy them back later so that they can return them, which lets them pocket the profit if that stock price goes back down. Yes, <laughs> down. exactly, exactly. So they're betting that the company will fail. So mm-hmm. rather than that playing out as it normally does, everybody from Wall Street Bets is like, let's go Flip buy shares around. of GameStop and uh-huh. that surge mm-hmm. causes them to shit their pants basically. <laughs> And, and it wasn't just them, Wall Street Best and the Reddits, you know, it was also celebrities. Yes. Yeah. David Dobrik, Mia Khalifa, Elon Musk mm-hmm. telling people to go buy these certain stocks as a group, which drives the value up a ton. Right. And so then so they have to like buy them pay back. even more the to get the shares owners. back. Yeah. So it, it becomes this. Yeah. It's called short selling, I guess. And 
It's really and, interesting. Well, it creates a short squeeze. Yeah. There's a squeeze in there too. <laughs> so who knows what exactly will happen with this in the next few days. This can go one of two ways because this can be very risky um, and very rewarding as well if it's if this goes well. But who knows? I mean, people are kind of riding it out right now. That's what we're seeing. But I don't I don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of days. A lot of people say this is going to ha- like stop pretty quickly. Some people say it'll last more like three days to a week. But I think by the time this episode goes up that things may have normalized a little more. But I don't know anything about this fucking stock market. So honestly, we are just completely shooting in the dark here. I really don't understand it. But I think it's so interesting that all these amateurs, just people are getting together on Reddit and taking the power like that. Like I had no idea you could even do something like this. It's just been interesting learning about it the last couple of days. I didn't know there was like a whole community of, of like investors that are like working together and giving each other advice and stuff. Uh, So this event, if anything has opened my eyes to this whole world of uh, wall street bets, like there's a lot going on there. And And it's interesting that it's mostly younger people that are doing this, mostly millennials. And a lot of it's being done, like we said on Reddit, but also through Robin Hood, which is fairly new. Yes, it is fairly and new. And kind of disrupting the space. Yeah, well, their whole thing is giving people that may not normally have thought that they could invest an opportunity to invest. And, and simplify. More people involved with the stock market is good. The more mm-hmm. of us that get on there and start buying and trading stocks, the better it's going to be. more... For the masses. Yes, the more controls in the hands of the people. Right. The hedge fund managers, I mean, the amount of money and just control so and really power they have is is kind of absurd. And obviously it we is. need to balance the playing field a little bit. Yeah, squeeze the rich. So squeeze them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, squeeze them if we can. I mean, just look at the people that had GameStop stock like six months ago. <sighs> They're sitting pretty right now. I, I literally Actually, thought I it was, like, was like, GameStop is gone. <laughs> like, you don't even need yeah. GameStop anymore. So yeah, it's, it's like. Not, obsolete it is blockbuster well, as well nokia like how often do you hear that brand basically That's, like big box stores are uh-huh. becoming ex- extinct because everything's being bought yeah. on amazon and other online retailers so hmm. and, and obviously there's a pandemic so people aren't going into game stops i mean most people don't go to buy things like video games online at gamestop.com i mean obviously because a lot of people are just downloading them right yeah there's on all these other ways to get the games now and mm-hmm. you know any sort of hardware can be purchased on amazon walmart any of these other retailers so they're like basically on the verge of it being extinct and so, the ceo must be very happy yeah. <laughs> he must have been like what the fuck is going on to to like wake up one day and see your stock go like seven thousand percent through the roof like you're like just what unexplained is- because people organize power of the internet man. i know it's if really this is cool. showing us anything it's like the power of the internet is real and oh, yeah. you know mass amounts Definitely. of people coming together for a cause can really make a difference yeah i mean they like saved amc they're happy right now yeah. they were real like who knows if they were for sure gonna make it through after everything and i mean as of today they're pretty good, but I'm just like, I'm afraid to say anything because everything's changing, changing so every fast. Second. What if it all tanks by the time this episode goes live? It could. I have no idea how all this works. I've never seen a short squeeze play out. No, I know. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's really the first time that like the Wall Street has been kind of in this viral news cycle. too. Yeah. Like uh-huh. when was the last time that we were all talking about Wall Street? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. I know. And it's very popular among our age group, too. Yeah. More more so than ever. Right. Because I feel like we think we feel like now we have some power and we ha- can actually make a difference and get our hands in it more. 
So much so that they literally shut it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's the latest. They shut down all of the different, you know, places that you can trade and buy stock through all of the, I guess you call them uh, firms or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All the, who cares? (laughs) Wherever you buy them. (laughs) But like Robinhood, for example, even shut down the ability to buy GameStop, trade, sell. Yeah, they did. Do anything with it other than close out your position. Robinhood shutting that down. It could have been kind of like their hands were forced. But I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously other powers that be that are like, whoa, we get, we can't let this happen. So we got to shut it down <laughs> wow. for a while. I guess it's I just got an update from Robin Hood. I thought was kind of interesting because a lot of people are pissed at Robin Hood because they thought oh, like yeah. you guys are supposed to stand for like, you know, it's Robin Hood mm-hmm. taken yeah. from the rich to give to the poor. Like exactly. That's mm-hmm. what that means. So you guys are also falling in line with all the other like TD Ameritrade, all the other mm-hmm. ones that you know, brokerages out there that you can use all shut it down and it's still shut down right now, I believe. So what did they say as of today, which is Thursday, January 28th at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Times. Robin Hood just sent me a personal message saying, hi, Josh, it's been a tough day (laughs) and we're grateful to you for being a Robin Hood customer. In light of the extraordinary market conditions this week, we temporarily limited buying for certain securities this morning. So basically Mm -hmm. those stocks. Starting tomorrow, we plan to allow limited buys of these securities. We'll continue to monitor the situation and make adjustments as needed. This was a temporary decision made to best continue serving you and was not an easy one to make. And it's led to frustration, confusion, and we wanted to provide some clarity because people are fucking pissed. Like, (laughs) I'm deleting that shit. And everybody was hopping on there Uh because, like, you know, the word is go buy AMC, go buy Nokia, Mm -hmm. go buy these companies because they might go 7,000% like GameStop. Wow. That you can get a big return on your small investment in this scenario. So everybody's jumping on board and then they shut it all down to stop that because they yeah. knew that people are going to hop on there. Mm-hmm. So Robin Hood's been getting a lot of shit because they fell in line with everybody else. This is their apology. And, and this is, pro- I mean, this is probably true to what's actually going on. So as a brokerage firm, we have many financial requirements, including SEC net capital obligations and clearing house deposits. And some of these requirements fluctuate based on volatility in the markets and can be substantial in the current environment. So these requirements exist to protect you as the investors in the markets, and we take our responsibilities to comply with them seriously, including through the measures we have taken today. So basically, be like, this was so hard to make. We're so sorry that we had to do this, but we, we just had to fall in line and do what we're supposed to do that's so interesting and i wonder how much the the comment section is going to vary in opinion on this how many people will think it's a good thing how many people will be against robin hood where well, are ending, people going to fall i'm yeah. curious, i really wish i could talk to my dad about this which i can't i can call him luckily tonight but right now you know right um i'm he, he's been in the stock market for a long time working in it and he's got a lot of thoughts on robin hood and all of this new stuff going on like it's really freaking out people that have been in the industry for a it's long disrupting time the game. It's, yeah it is kind of yeah well exactly. this is this is interesting the way that they ended this was this past year in particular has shown us that the financial markets are for everyone not just institutional investors and hedge funds we've seen a new generation enter the market and they're sparking conversations about what it means to be an investor and then in bold it says we stand in support of you our customers democratizing finance for all means giving more people access not less that's like their whole motto right but not but people feel like that what they've done though their actions don't actually align with that yeah and i mean 
They say they're opening it tomorrow, so January 29th. So we'll see. We'll see. Because a ton of people went and tried to buy these stocks and they couldn't. They got their orders canceled. And people are like, I'm quitting Robinhood. I'm shutting it down, deleting it. People are dropping them as a sponsor and stuff. Like, really, really piss people off. Because it's like, you're Robinhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with all that being said, that's where we will end the Wall Street conversation. Because we really don't know what we're talking <laughs> about anyway. <laughs> Hopefully that made some sort of sense. <laughs> but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's volatile yeah. times in the stock market. So Volatile times in general. Yeah, it is. It's been getting crazy. But... Today, we're going to be opening our minds very wide and talking about... <laughs> very wide. Very wide. No. What the fuck? When you fall down the time travel rabbit hole, it's very difficult to get yourself back out of it. It is. I agree with that. Because time is another dimension for us. It's It creates a whole other dynamic to our lives that... I think we take for granted a lot of times. Time is another dimension. Is that what you yeah. just said? Yeah. What does that mean? It's it's part of the constructs of what makes our reality real. So it'd be a dimension. Time is okay. I'm already lost. We're two seconds in and I'm lost. <laughs> well, that's where it's going to be for the entirety of the <laughs> okay. rest of the episode. So hopefully you'll be sticking around for that. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Before we can talk about time travel, I think it's important to kind of talk about time for a second because I think mm-hmm. so. I mean, we take time for granted and we do. We do. That's right? so true. Like how many of us sit around and we think about the time that is passing in our lives like and actually think down to the hours, the minutes, the seconds. I feel like we try to avoid that thought for the most part because it's a little scary to think about it. it time is. going by that you can't get back. Janelle and I just did an episode on the sesh just about aging and how it feels like time is getting or going faster as we get older. Yeah, isn't it? And and, and that's why literally we're time travelers just in the normal <laughs> sense. Like yeah, because we're of. traversing time and you know, we're having these experiences with time where a lot of the time where like where did that time go? Or it mm-hmm. that went by so fast or mm-hmm. you know, the years just seem to speed up as you get older. And, you know, why I think is they really that? do. Yeah. I think it. I think you do probably, and just, I mean, we know that the Earth is spinning a slightly faster as well. So there's factors that all play into this three dimensional world that have an effect on time. Mm-hmm. And you know, to many people, would say time is an illusion, as the great Albert Einstein once said that you know, time is an illusion, as opposed to time being real. Which, when you even try to wrap your head around those two facts, it's like. Where does that even go? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't even really comprehend. Like, it's not like time is this tangible thing you can grab out of the sky and like, you know, nail down and be like, this is time. Right. It's really just up to the interpreter, like how we perceive it. And that was Einstein's theory is that it's totally relative to how fast you're going is how fast time goes. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. Like the faster you go, the slower time gets. And, you know, like once you are able to bend space which space makes up this three-dimensional world and then you add time on top of that you know you're the faster you go the more you can manipulate that space so that concept could be kind of confusing to some to really wrap your head around so think of it as like a a traveler going on going somewhere to a certain place in time in the world and in order to get there you know if you had a map you would need coordinates to get there so think of, you know, think of 
the location being a certain point in time and we need these coordinates in order to get there. But in order to get to that place in time, we have to be moving in a direction. We don't just stand still, right? We have to move forward. And you're not talking about actual time travelers here. You're talking about just us as everyday people. If I want to go somewhere, I want to meet someone at Starbucks at three o'clock at a certain address, certain location. Right. This is, this is kind of an analogy for Einstein's description of, you know, his theory relativity and, exactly how time is an illusion mm-hmm. is that because i think we get so caught up on the word illusion we're like what illusion it's not it's not really there or, you mm-hmm. know it, it's is it illu- there to trick us or yeah we, yeah mm-hmm. it, the illusion is there because it's just up to the perceiver because mm-hmm. everybody's going to interpret it differently just is it like the same thing as saying time is a human construct in a way that it's not really there right it's something that it is we, a human construct yeah right we apply it to our lives because that's how we, you know, know what day it is. It that's how we, that's how we know where we're at in this timeline. Mm-hmm. Because without any of those coordinates, then it's just what the past, the, the present, and the future yeah. could all be one thing. We have no way to distinguish, you know, what happened yesterday wasn't the future or it was the past, right? Because with our timeline, we're moving forward in it. So time is propelling us forward as far while as we're, we know. Yeah, as far <laughs> as we know, yeah. Ain't that the truth, but we have these coordinates. So like as humans, we have coordinates to go to different places and yet time is propelling us as you're moving towards those coordinates. You're moving with time. It takes time to get somewhere. So time is that directional force that's pushing you there. That's why Einstein called it the fourth dimension is time because it is affecting where you go in the 3d world. That's hard to wrap your mind around. I'm, I'm like kind of there understanding that. Still a little confusing, though. Well, if you think about it, for a long time, I mean, years and years and years, we didn't even know that time had any, like, in-between space. We didn't know that it could change, it could bend. We had no clue. For a long time, I mean, Uh going back to the 1700s when Isaac Newton was around, he, he presented time as being like shooting an arrow. And it's just always going forward, and it's not manipulating, you know, the amount of time that is passing as that arrow is flying through there. So like one second on earth would be one second on Mars would be one second on Jupiter. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Time is just this linear. It's going in one direction and everything is the same as far Works as the same way everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's all, you know, linear. It's always going exponentially mm-hmm. in one direction forward versus with Einstein's theory. What he presented was that time is like a river where it bends and it bends and goes around, you know, astrological bodies you know, like stars and things like that. But eventually that river can actually fork off and create new rivers. And that's like creating new timelines essentially. Cause in order to manipulate time and time travel, you ultimately need to have multiple timelines in order to do that. You're not going back up the same river at right. that point. No, you're forking off of the river of Making time. Making a new timeline. Right. Right. So, Which kind of, gives a lot of people blow off things like the Mandela effect. But when you think about, I mean, even Einstein presented this. Yeah. It's a very real possibility yeah. that there are multiple the equations multiple allow for it. You. Physicists say that equations, yes. Einstein's equations still hold up today and a hundred percent allow for time travel to be possible because his equations have helped us understand the laws of physics help us understand the just the natural laws of the universe. Like we're starting to figure out how things work at a very, very small scale. And obviously before this, I mean, 
we didn't have that much information that we were going off. We were going yeah. off of what, you know, other cultures, you know, explained time was that it was the sun coming up, sun going down. It wasn't mm-hmm. this, you know, looking at it from a, you know, astronomical perspective where you're, or astrological perspective where you're looking at how time and space interact and how yeah, that's can, when it really starts to get it does trippy. So like, just like with a river, you know, you can have a river flowing and it's mm-hmm. going all different directions and, and eventually there's going to be spots where there's going to be, you know, gaping holes in that river, or there's going to be whirlpools in that river where that symbolizes time folding in on itself and it can do all kinds of things. We realize that, t- that time can do pretty much anything it wants to, but can we mm-hmm. actually time travel as humans to the past? Can we time travel into the future? And that's the, the bigger question here. We know that you can time travel. We know that mm, if you go to the speed of light. Possible. No, we we know that if you're able to go the speed of light, but that can time is manipulated. Speed of light. No. No. As far as we know, we have no capabilities of doing that because we would die from the forces like melt. of going 186,000 miles a second. Your eyeballs would just fall out and just puddle. <laughs> exactly. It would puddle and it would just be reduced to atoms, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be yeah. nothing. The whole DeLorean thing just does not check out. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't scientifically. Mm-hmm. But uh, another another great way to understand like how time is affected uh, by gravity is like, you know, not only so one method is you can if you can go the speed of light, you're able to time travel. For example, if you're on a train and the train could go 99 percent the speed of light, if you're on that train for a year, 223 years would have passed back at the station. That is. I mean, that's what's wild to me is how differently time people can experience or humans can experience time depending on where you are, just even on our own planet. Like, of course, everyone knows that you'd experience time differently on other planets. And most people have seen movies where that concept is kind of played out. But the idea that even here on Earth. Right. Theoretically. Yeah. Yes. No, but it actually is like, have you ever heard about how. If you were to, I can't remember who I heard talking about this, but it's really an interesting concept. If you were to set your watch the same day that you were born and your mom put on a watch too and had it and, you know, the second your life started, you both had these exact same watches on. Years down the road, there would be a very small amount, maybe not even a full second. Hundreds of a second, yeah. Right, but they will be different because you experience, like you're not always together experiencing everything at the same elevation right, right, or right. there's a lot of factors. That yeah. There's play tons of factors that can literally make time go faster just here on earth. Yeah. Like time is such a weird concept to even try to understand. It really For is. Me at yeah. Least. I yeah. mean, I feel like, Whoa, no, I agree. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around because it yeah. isn't, it you see isn't it this as object. one way for so long, you know, it's this measurable thing. It's the right. same everywhere. It's time. So if we could time build is time. Exactly. It's so not it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> so if we could build a device or some a train, like I said in this analogy, that could go the speed of light, you would be able to the time would slow down for everybody back at the station because you would be moving so quickly that time itself would literally slow. And it would only feel like a year on the train, but everybody else would be experiencing two hundred and twenty three years. So this plays out in our favorite movie, Interstellar, um, when they go to the that planet mm-hmm. where time moves way faster. Right. And well, and the reason for so that that's great because that leads me to my next point is that 
the other way that time can be manipulated is by a huge body or object that can actually that has so much gravity that it actually affects the space around it and that's actually what they're in this particular scene you're talking about the reason that time slows down for everybody back on or speeds up for everybody back on the ship and those that go down it's different is because the gravity is affected by this of this planet is affected by this black hole that it's near so that black hole is actually changing <laughs> well the a lot time of people haven't planet. seen the movie so slow down but okay. in the movie some crew members stay on the spaceship right. some of them go down onto the planet and every 30 minutes they're on the planet it's like 20 i can't remember the exact yeah, numbers, but 10 years or something yeah. back it's it's a lot of time yeah. they have kind of an accident so it takes them some time on the planet and when they get back on the spaceship the other crew members are like really old and it's been 20 years or 30 right, years or right. something and that's because of this black hole that this planet that they went to visit was near that it was actually distorting Affecting. time okay that's interesting i never understood that in the movie so is that why there was also like the huge wave in the movie too right because the gravity is different there right okay. so yeah it's able so to, time and gravity work yes in tandem they do it's uh, all very much married together i mean gravity especially is another one of those mysterious things that we don't fully understand and how it actually is affects everything else mm -hmm. so the two ways that you could essentially time travel is if you were able to harness enough energy and build something that humans could live through how how they would do that i have no idea but if they could travel the speed of light they would be able to at least go into the future they'd yeah. be able to the future can you know where they started from that's what's so weird about it, is like time may not seem like it passes for them the people traveling at the speed of light but it's it is because everybody they just left is going to be aging way faster it's the time's going to just fly by right so that's like the whole trippy thing about it is like with time traveling like it may not seem like a lot of time is passing for you even though you are but everybody that you just left behind that's not in the time machine or craft would mm -hmm. be just Feel years it long. And, yeah. Wow. <laughs> It'd be years and years and years going by. So, so yeah, I mean, the, in order to actually create this machine, though, we would need a source of energy that would have to be comparable to like a star because even an atomic bomb doesn't have enough energy to get us to go to the speed of light. Wow. When you think about that, you're like, damn, that's a lot of energy. Because, yeah, like, yeah. the atomic bomb has a, tons and tons and tons of, of energy behind it. So, does that mean that maybe humans are not meant? to time travel either that or we just haven't technologically advanced far enough that we know how to actually harness the energy required to time travel so the other other scenario though is cern right there's a lot of conspiracies oh, yes. around cern which is a, like a research facility mm -hmm. uh over in switzerland underground it's a very very cool place mm -hmm. uh but they have uh basically called it's called a hadron collider and they're doing some really crazy experiments there where they're experimenting with these types of scenarios and, mm -hmm. and trying to see how much energy they can actually produce. Running it around that track they have. Yeah, there's so many things that they can do, but they're producing mass amounts of energy that is not, a, there's nowhere else in the world that compares the amount of energy, energy they're generating underground at CERN. And so we are trying to get there, but it, we're definitely not anywhere near a point where we could harness enough energy and have a human survive that ride 
in order to time travel scientifically, right? There's just no yeah. no way for it to happen. Well, maybe. I mean, I know we're going to have some of our audience that definitely believes that time travelers exist and people have already been time traveling. Do you think it's possible? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. I mean, what do we know? Right. I mean, what do we know <laughs> what's been been discovered mm-hmm. in these black projects? And what do we, and, we only have what CERN actually tells us, you know? It's true. We only know what physicists know and what they tell us. And right. some of the top scientists in the world don't have access to this technology. So maybe there is some top secret program where mm-hmm. they have this energy. That'd be absolutely insane because that would be very, very unstable and very dangerous for the rest of the planet. If something were to go wrong and they had this, the energy of a star. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking about like vaporizing everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a death star situation pretty much at that point. That's like, that's how much energy you need. Some humans have might have access to that. Mm hmm. I don't, I highly doubt it because I think we would know by now there'd be been something that would have, I mean, unless well, why would they want anyone to know if they had that? That's true. And it could be buried beneath earth miles, miles down for all we know. True. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. But obviously there's two types of time travel. There's traveling into the future, which is definitely possible. I think most physicists would say time traveling into the future is possible because Einstein showed us the way and he shows the way a hundred years ago through his equations and stuff. He literally fit. I don't even understand how this individual was able to come up with this shit. Like, yeah. How do you even get your mind wrapped around this? Like how high do you have to be to like start thinking this deep about <laughs> space and time? He probably was not high. Do you, but do you think like on a real note, do you think that some people have like a, almost a gift? Yeah. Like people like Einstein are yes connected to something. Yeah. Whether it's knowledge from a past life that they have, whether it's tapping into some unknown source of knowledge, mm-hmm. that's where the Akashic records come in. A lot of people believe there's some there's like a a spiritual library, I guess you could say, that people are able to tap into if their consciousness is high enough, uh, that they're able to extract this information about the universe. I mean, Nikola Tesla is another one of them. Right. A lot of people say Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Some people even say that Elon Musk is the reincarnated. Uh, version of albert einstein is the incarnation of uh really? albert einstein. yeah there's actually a decent amount of people out there that believe that hmm. <laughs> i don't know what to yeah think about i mean that. I, I don't i don't think so personally but i guess anything's possible right? <laughs> yeah maybe but through einstein's equations we're able to figure out that if either we're able to somehow hang out near a black hole or a star or something like that that would be one way to time travel for able to manipulate that or it would be trying to go the speed of light. Mm-hmm. But the bigger question I think is more controversial is can we time travel to the past? Cause I think this is something all of us have thought about at one point in our lives. Like, man, I wish I could just go back to this one moment or maybe I'd go back and change something about my past and that would hopefully affect my future. And there's so many movies that are kind of based around this concept of, mm-hmm. You know, I'll go back on my same timeline. I go back and see the yeah. same Josh that I was, the real Josh, and then I'm going to make a different decision. And, and therefore, it's going to have this butterfly effect on the rest of my life. And my life will turn out different, turn out better. I mean, there's endless movies that kind of go off that premise. Oh, yeah, totally. Time Traveler's Wife. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They kind of do that, don't they? And uh, it's the same timeline. Mm-hmm. Or is yeah. it? Yeah kind of a different one actually i haven't seen that movie in a long time i don't really remember it was like high school when i saw that but are there things that you would go back and change for real like if you had the opportunity was is there anything you'd want to go back and 
change. I wouldn't want to fuck my life personally. See, I that's feel. the thing is that's like, weird. I mean, we aren't supposed to do that. I mean, I think I believe everything you do is just a part of your life's journey. And mm-hmm. that's like, you have to go through certain things in order to get to where you are today and get to a better place. So I don't know if I'd want to go back and change anything about my past, even though we all sit around like, Oh, you know, this one time in my life, this one decision I make, Mm -hmm. like I would have made a different decision or something, but would you actually, if you could, I wouldn't, or would you just let it play out? I think, yeah, things are meant to happen and you're supposed to experience things. And that's why I think we're not really meant to time travel. That's my personal belief. So we're not meant to kind of, fuck with this stuff yeah it like ruins the human experience yeah that's interesting i mean but that's just my personal take at on this it, level know? of evolution i could see that being a a valid thought but think about a higher version of human beings a higher level of consciousness a more technologically advanced we know more Maybe knowledge we're not supposed to do that right now is what i'm saying oh that's okay true. okay i got you <laughs> but one of the main theories that's out there regarding time traveling to the past is that perhaps we might be able to utilize wormholes. And Albert Einstein actually was the one who theorized the possibility of wormholes back in 1935 is when he thought of wormholes. Can you imagine that meeting? Albert Einstein's like, all right, so ahead of all right everybody time. sit down. I just, just kind of realized like, something. What? There is a way in order to go through a wormhole. There's a mouth there's a throat. They're like Albert. And you've been smoking too much, side. dude. Seriously. That makes no sense. But it does. They're like, yo, big Al, settle down <laughs> over there. <laughs> well, with so Einstein's theories and the laws of physics allows for the possibility of wormholes. Because if you believe that whole river scenario, you can have a whirlpool, you can you can, you know, literally fold time onto itself. And you know, there's that you know, famous, I think it's actually in Interstellar, they show it, one of the scientists on there does it, where he takes a piece of paper, Oh yeah. you mm-hmm. bend time and you poke put a, the hole, put the pencil through it, and you create a yeah. tunnel. Right. And you essentially bend time, bend space in order to go through this tunnel and come out the other side in a different point in space and time. And the law of physics absolutely allows for this. So many people believe that wormholes are out there. And mm-hmm. there's even been some recent research done on it that, these scientists are saying that there's a very real possibility that we could basically manipulate the openings of these wormholes and make them stable enough to go through. Cause that's the thing. We've never been through a wormhole. So we have no idea what would happen if you sent anything (laughs) through it. Like what happens when you go through, does it go through to the other side? Does it pop out at some point? We have no idea. No. For all we know, you could go into a wormhole and never be be seen again. It's just instantly. Exactly. Yeah, do you go into another knows? dimension? Like, <laughs> and who you... wants to be the one to test that shit? Yeah, exactly. No Matthew one's going to Yeah, <laughs> Matthew, send him in. Leave ask, it to, can we get him on the show? Let's ask him. Leave yeah, it to Cooper. That'd be great. But obviously the problem with time traveling via wormholes would be we just have no idea if we could, and anything could survive it. And that's the big question is we mm-hmm. would need to test that. But scientists have looked at this and they do believe that there are tools out there that could help us basically manipulate the black or the wormhole in order to make it stable and large enough that a spacecraft could go through it. So in theory, if the theory is correct, then this <laughs> in theory of the theory, is this correct. is a space tunnels that are out there that will transport you to another place in time. But how do we test that? 
we'd have to send some type we'd have to locate one and then send something through it and be able to record maybe the like, data from it they'd probably do it like an animal first huh or just something even like like that. Maybe or just an a object chimp or something no but they would send like a probe or something okay oh yeah you know you could send like a probe God, in there. imagine that footage that'd be so exciting footage. i don't even know if a camera would even work in that type oh, of right yeah force and gravity we probably have, not we have no idea we just know that they could absolutely exist but until we go through one, we'll have no idea for sure. So the other thing that's really interesting about time traveling is these all the paradoxes that come along with it, especially this grandfather paradox where a time traveler is able to go back and kill their ancestor. Right. That's always the classic your grandfather. scenario. If you went back, killed your grandfather, would you exist? Mm-hmm. And so there's two ways to approach this paradox. One is that maybe just perhaps there you know if you were to go back on your same timeline try to kill your grandfather in order to stop you from ever being born when you went to pull the trigger something would stop you from pulling the trigger and that could be some type of law of physics we haven't discovered yet that would prevent you from messing with your timeline like that mm. or it's just some unseen force like maybe god you know we could just call it god whatever it <laughs> yeah. is what doesn't allow that whatever the creator is does not allow you to manipulate your own timeline you couldn't go back and kill your grandfather in the same timeline so that you so it would prevent you from not existing at all right sorry (laughs) my brain had to catch up there yeah okay yes that's so so weird to think about though because then what would happen right you go back you kill your grandfather then you technically would have never existed so but on that but are you creating a new timeline? Do you still cr- right. exist on the other timeline? Well, that's the thing is most people believe that just like the river analogy that it forks. If you go back, you go back, you're actually going back on another timeline. You're not going back on the same one. Right. So well, go ahead. I was in, then I just, this is a random thought, but then what if you're like messing with other people's timelines? Cause if you go and kill your grandpa, then your parents aren't born. Therefore you're messing with, you it's physically impossible to go back in time and do something without it impacting with it impacting only you it will impact like other people it's inevitable like we're all connected somehow so like how can it be that you can go back and then you're fucking up right. with other people's lives that have nothing to do with you like is that even physically possible yeah that's that's the debate is could you because Imagine how much damage a time traveler could do if they had that ability to do so. Right. And a lot of people don't believe that's true because a hundred percent somebody would have already done that. Mm-hmm. If and everything would be all fucked. Everything up. would be fucked up, and it would be this chaotic mess we'd be in. That's why. I, that's how I feel too. And we aren't supposed to do this. There are universal laws protecting yeah. us because it wouldn't make even. sense. Um, but yeah, I guess if you did go and fuck with a bunch of other people's timelines, essentially you would be making a completely new timeline where so, everybody that you encounter is genetically the same, right? They're virtually indifferent from, they are indifferent from your timeline. It's just another, it's you're in, you've entered some parallel universe that runs alongside your original timeline that you're now affecting. So in that theory, it almost, it's not even really time traveling it's like universe hopping yeah exactly it's like jumping around creating a new uh like almost starting a new frontier versus moving around on the same thing right which really fucks with our idea of time because we have this idea that we're on this one 
I mean, just just to truly wrap your mind around the fact that there probably are multiple versions of you doing the exact same thing or like slightly different or there could be another Kendall and Josh sitting in another podcast studio that are doing this episode slightly different and or have different beliefs or, or even whatever. the same. Yeah, or exactly or the ex- same. Just like copies of right. us. We're, we're, slight differences, yeah. like Mandela effect size differences. Or even smaller than that even. I and mean, it could be, be thousands of you. Yeah. And then if you throw time, tra- time travel into it and all these new timelines just starting up, like, you know, new parts of a river, new yeah. offshoots of a river. That's like a really good way to look at it. Time is a, a as river, water. Flowing river. Movable. Yeah. That's just some weird shit. It's just my brain starts to get a little... It almost hurts to think about it does. this. <laughs> because I think once you start, like Janelle is saying, like once you start thinking about your original timeline and going back and altering it, the ripple effect that your changes have yes. spread beyond yourself. And 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 think about, you know, even if you had a few people doing that, how much of a ripple effect that would create. I mean, it, it would be, things would get very complicated very quickly and it would just mm-hmm. become this chaotic mess. So would is there a natural law out there that prevents that from happening? Because mm-hmm. if that were the case, the universe would just be utter chaos, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have these conscious beings, I mean, we're not the smartest things. We're, you know, you throw us into a scenario like that, we're going to do weird, freaky stuff and it's going to get yeah, someone really will complicated. Take advantage of it. Yeah. And, right. Mm-hmm. But maybe in other corners of the universe, there are intelligent beings that are able to make sense of this whole, whole situation and they use it to their advantage. And they are able to hop between universes for whatever reason in order to, I don't know, in order to communicate with other versions of themselves. I mean, the the limitations just completely come off at that point. And to have access to infinite versions of yourself mm-hmm. that you can then go and talk to and affect in other timelines is interesting, which also would mean that there would be other versions of you affecting your original timeline mm-hmm. as well. I was going to say, I just wanted to bring that up. If do you believe that when you get a gut feeling that it is actually your future self trying to warn you about something or Absolutely. that when thing, like weird things happen or maybe that's what your intuition is. Yeah. Like in a sense, it's time, not actual time travel, but intuition that we are almost able to affect different, like ourselves at different ages. Yeah. Like what, like you're able to, well, well, yeah. And I mean, to drill even deeper, like perhaps our, you know, our conscious self in this body, in this timeline is connected to all these parallel ones. And we just don't even know it. Mm -hmm. We share one mind, like our mind is connected to multiple versions of ourselves. So perhaps we're able to send and transmit information in order to help each other. Cause there's going to be versions of us on different timelines than this one that could be future self. It could be past. I mean, Mm -hmm. but it's very possible that future self is actually giving us those, those feelings of intuition, those, you know, all these things that we're always talking about. It's our higher self and, you know, thinking it's our soul. That's one way to look at it, but perhaps it's not the soul at all. Maybe it's just this collective mind Mm. that we're all connected to of ourself. And it's just replicated infinitely throughout infinite numbers of universes and they're all tied together. So we're all linked and we can. And that's why we share memories with, and that like right. we experience things like the Mandela effect. Absolutely. We're sharing memories with different versions of ourselves. It would make sense for dreams, mm-hmm. how you would be like so many of my dreams are just alt 
slightly alternate timelines yeah where it's still me just slightly different like if things had turned out differently or i'd made a different decision here that's potentially what could have happened. at least for me that's how a lot of my dreams are is i feel like it is some sort of alternate universe i've entered because that's it is still me i still feel like myself i'm still familiar with a lot of the people and things around me but it's just a different scenario plays out mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder if you know when this mind is asleep that we're still experiencing the subconsciousness of all of our other minds across all of our other timelines and universes that's really interesting to think about and if that's the case do we ever get true rest <laughs> no God. rest is just a term that we coined it but you're you're really always at rest i mean you're always processing and and experiencing you mean you're never at rest you well, said well you, could be both. Rest. you could be both is what i'm saying oh. yeah theoretically it could be it's like both. interchangeable yeah there's no God. difference between the two oh i don't like that <laughs> it's pretty clear that there's a lot of ways to interpret time travel and there's not one correct way to really you know, try to wrap your head around. It's good to theorize about all the different ways that time travel could work. And maybe, you know, time travel in one sense actually just means universe hopping. Cause it, you know, if we, if we time travel in this timeline, it seems like the only likely situation that would play out is going into the future. It seems much more plausible that at some point in our humans history, we're going to get to the point where we're technologically advanced that we're going to be able to go the speed of light some way. I mean, look, I mean, Star Wars, so many sci-fi movies literally depict humans going the speed of light, going hyperspeed, hyperspace, mm-hmm. and and going that fast in order to traverse long distances. In order to even become an interstellar civilization, we're going to have to be able to go the speed of light. I mean, there's no other way to get around the universe other than being able to travel that quickly. And quickly enough that where time becomes distorted and you could actually survive a, a space flight, you know, to another part in the galaxy or the universe. So on top of going the speed of light or utilizing some type of large mass that distorts, you know, that has huge gravitational pull that can distort space and time in order to time travel. There's a couple other alternate theories that are kind of interesting. So this theory is called the infinite cylinder theory, and this was proposed by astronomer Frank Tipler. And basically this is known as the Tipler cylinder where one would take matter that is 10 times the sun's mass then roll it into a very long but very dense cylinder, and after spinning this up a few billion revolutions per minute, a spaceship nearby theoretically following a very precise spiral, so in order to get into the cylinder, you would need to start spiraling, which is really interesting because I saw some of this kind of stuff in in Interstellar. They really depicted this stuff very well. He had to spin in order to uh, latch onto the ship. Same Mm kind of idea. But you could basically fly your spacecraft into the cylinder and enter a closed timelike curve. Okay. But this isn't, this is theoretical because you would need, I mean, there wouldn't be able to be a cylinder long enough in order to actually make this happen. Mm. So it's just kind of a theory that is an idea that was put forward that people are like, oh, okay, it's possible, but probably not going to happen. Not likely. Another theory that's out there. Is cosmic strings theory and this theory is based on narrow tubes of energy that are stretched across the entire length of the ever-expanding universe and these thin regions left over from the early cosmos are predicted to contain huge amounts of mass and therefore could warp the space-time around them 
And obviously right now we have no way to test this theory, but just the fact that they're able to warp space-time gives us the possibility that we could use them in order to time travel in theory. That's pretty much what the cosmic strings theory is. Now this last one is especially interesting because this kind of falls back to this idea that if time's not an illusion, then time must be real. And this theory is called the block universe theory. And according to this theory, the universe is a giant block of all the things that ever happen at any time and at any place. Looking at it from this perspective, the past, the present, and the future all exist and are equally real. This block has four dimensions, three spatial dimensions, length, width, height, plus a fourth dimension of time, kind of like what we were talking about before. At one end of this cube is the Big Bang, and then at the other end of that timeline, or of this cube, is the last moment of the universe. So this cube, in theory, represents all of the events to ever happen, including your birth and death, everything that's ever happened in space-time, all in one location. And they've already happened. They're already there. Where so does, it's all real at one time. Okay. So it's like, and it's just all playing out. Right. There's no there's no perception here because it's already been done. There's only one way to, to view it, I guess you could say, because it's already happened. It's already contained within this cube. So that kind of goes along with the belief of destiny and like predetermination and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It, that, that's one way to, to connect it would be everything that we experience in life has already happened. We're just kind of following the plan that was put forward for us. And we're just kind of going along according to our story. Weird. And our death is already out there. It's already That's, happened. I always think about that. Do you think about that? I think everyone. Well, does, that right? brings up the whole discussion of free will. Like, mm -hmm. do you have free will or is every, or <laughs> do you have no control and everything's literally preset and you're just putting the puzzle pieces together until you get to death? Or is it like kind of a mix where there's like some things that are predetermined, like major things, and then we kind of have more free will like throughout the day along the way? Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I've always seen it in my own personal head. <laughs> the way that I look at this is like this is basically like the simulation theory mm. that everything that's ever happened, including every decision we make every day has already happened. It's already the past. And the future is already known. That's so weird. So and, and going back one. to the idea of knowing if your death's already predetermined. Yeah. Like that, uh, that's just really hard for me to think about. Like what? That so, could have. Like, do, is it, do you have a date with destiny? It almost, it brings me back to like final destination. <laughs> like you can't escape can't your death. death. Yeah. You like yeah. have this like determined thing. And is it already like determined when you're born? That, I don't know. If time is real, then yeah, that would mean that everything has already been written. Everything's already happened. You're just experiencing one point in that timeline of that cube. Oh, I just you're don't somewhere like along that. the line of that timeline and you're just experiencing it. Maybe you just over and over See, again experience the same timeline. This whole concept is very hard for people with anxiety because we like to feel like we have control mm -hmm. of our lives. And thinking about this makes you realize like you don't have that much control. But in the other sense, it makes you realize like maybe I shouldn't stress out so much about the small stuff because maybe it is all predetermined. It's all going to play out and like just go on really for the ride at the end of the day so right. like obsessing over it is only going to like hurt you yeah at the end of the day like mm -hmm. it is what it is what's going to happen is what's going to happen which if you look at it that way sometimes like that can make my anxiety worse because then i'm like like oh my god i don't have control yeah. what the fuck's going to happen is sometimes it makes it better because i'm like 
whatever. Like I'm literally just mm-hmm. on this fucking rock flying around through space on a ride. So <laughs> yeah. potentially in a cube. Might yeah, as well enjoy a it. cube. It's like yeah, there's nothing you can really do. So it's like you might as well enjoy it and watch it all play out and kinda like I mean if that doesn't show. make you live kinda in like the moment. Give in to yeah. it instead of like fight it, just like kinda yeah. like it's like almost like a lazy river. Like can you go yeah. with the like can you go with the flow of the river or are you like constantly trying to mm-hmm. like swim upstream? Well, it's so hard for us as humans, especially when we start to have these thoughts of like, is everything predetermined? Do I even have free will? Like, could I change my path of what I'm supposed to do today? Or um, is it all written out for me? You know? Right. And then you try to like trick it and be like, oh, well, what if I just do something crazy and like just out of the blue? But like, what if that's all predetermined as well? To them, because I also believe that like your attitude really does matter and like what you what you manifest like you can't yes. manifest good and bad and right. so then it's like well that's why i don't know what exactly i yeah. believe it's hard for me to accept that it's all just predetermined i think i think personally it's a mix you know but whatever what comforts you just kidding. yeah right <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night yeah. <laughs> i mean it it does allow room for like a simulation theory to play out where perhaps even this block universe is simulated Mm-hmm. by some other intelligent being or deity or something, something else is able to control it. You know, I, I hate that. Have you ever seen those pictures where like this like intelligent being is holding the entire like universe or oh, cosmos yeah. in their hand? I feel like everyone has seen like I, some I love type of mock up of that. Mm. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, a lot of religious people would say that, you know, oh, yeah. are, we're, you know, on right. God's plan, we're following God's plan and like, uh, I'm talking more like simulation theory. Like sure, it's all programmed sure. by some dude that some dude. freaks me out. Some dude or some intelligent, wise being. The idea of a God or a divine power is definitely a less scary. Like I would trust it. Hopefully if it's that divine to like know what the fuck to do with my life. But well, if, it, even if it's if simulation, it is simulation theory, isn't that still divine as fuck? To yeah, to create this. Cre- that's still Unless so divine. it's just one dude in one world making a computer simulation on his lunch break and there's a million other dudes making their own simulations is really not that divine. Well, it's then just it average. could be like a million divine beings making their own universes. So like how divine are they then if there's a million of them? They're just some dude on it, their lunch break. But that but that could be that could be the case for any. I mean, that that would be the same for if we're universe hoppers and there are parallel universes. That would that make it less divine if there's infinite number of us out there? Does that make us our experience less divine? <laughs> I don't know. Be, I mean, you're virtually saying the same thing. You're saying that in that scenario, it would be less divine. But also, if we we're traversing different timelines and there was parallel universes, then this world, then maybe this whole divine thing is not even real. There is no div- divinity. There is not some supreme divine. divine beings. But in in right, exact. We are mm-hmm. the, the center gods. of the universe. Theoretically, like we are, our own we're gods. all on our own little track. Exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see and what you're saying. And we're infinite beings. We infinitely go on and on and on because mm-hmm. there's infinite numbers of us, infinite scenarios playing out. We truly never die. I don't like that because it just makes me worry about all the other versions of me. Like I want to make sure they're okay. Who gives a fuck? I do. <laughs> they, I give a fuck. They're they got to focus on your own their own versions. You got to focus on your version right now. And <laughs> who knows true. when you go to sleep, you don't like. How do you know what your dreams are? You're in an alternate reality in a different universe, living on a different time wave, and then you wake up and you come back to this one. Then you go to bed and you go to a different one. And like, yeah, 
completely different every time. That is so Well, it really gives you a different weird. perspective on spirituality too. It and, does. and people who are, you know, communicate with the spirit world and, and channel different spirits and entities. And mm-hmm. it really makes me wonder if in fact what's actually happening is a future or past self is in fact the mm-hmm. one giving you that information because they already know it mm-hmm. and therefore they're giving it to you as opposed to it. I think a lot of times we really like to think of spirituality being this like beautiful, comforting place of love and light and and maybe that's not not it at all. And you know, in our heads as humans, <laughs> God, we're what? like, that's that sounds really nice. It's comforting. It makes me yeah. feel better and like makes me feel safe and mm-hmm. secure knowing that, you know, there is this other side and and all this. But in fact, we could be sorely mistaken and it is just our future selves subconsciously communicating with us so mediums are actually talking to future versions of themselves that already have the information maybe that's an interesting theory or future cells of other people but what about when they're communicating with uh loved ones who've crossed over right that's what i'm saying is that maybe they're maybe there's a hack or something that there's a hack (laughs) wow now this is getting too much for my brain i don't know (laughs) i'm just saying i think it's interesting to consider that perhaps yeah. Everything that we know and love about spirituality is, in fact, really time traveling versions of yourself, universe hopping, in order to give you that information. And it's all just about this web of universes. Yeah. At the end of the day. Right. And maybe consciously uh, we're That's experiencing this version, but then when we die, we instantly pop up into another one. And it's almost virtually like we didn't die. We close our eyes, our consciousness leaves this physical form, yet we're. Well, you know, thinking right about back at it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, thinking about there being multiple versions of you definitely makes you fear death a little less because you're like, well, you know, I'd still be alive somewhere, probably. Right? What does it actually mean to be you and be alive? It's, it's the same consciousness stream along among all those versions of yourself. Could from be the same place, or it could be, or it's some type of universal consciousness that we are just perceiving as this partic- you know, particular yeah. character, I guess you could say. For this lifetime. Because if you think about it, somebody gave us our, our identity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like our identity, mm-hmm. we weren't born with our name. We weren't born, like we were given an identity and something gave us a, a character to play when we're born. But maybe our own selves gave us our own identities before we come onto the planet. Right, you know, could come be. Come into existence. Could be. That one you could really think about for a long time because there's infinite possibilities. So like the way that I've, I've tried to approach it is I try to stay open to all of it. I mean, as much as I love spirituality and I love these ideas of divinity and Mm -hmm. you know, there being divine spirits and guides and, and all of that, my, my like logical side of my brain is like, well, Josh, like, let's look at, the natural laws let's look at the laws of physics let's look at what we actually know about the universe and when you start digging into especially time traveling you're like holy shit mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's just all human constructs that we've created because that makes more mm-hmm. sense to us than than actually digging because don't you feel like so many answers that we are looking for are just beyond our comprehension like yes. we can't possibly understand our brains are too puny mm-hmm. and unevolved in order to process that information and and figure out who we really are where do we come from like we don't have that capability and i i personally believe 
that we aren't supposed to know those things, that it's part of our journey having a life experience to not know the answers to those things that we can think about them and who made that decision though. I don't know. That's just like (laughs) what I feel in my heart, you know? So you feel like there's some type of divine energy or force out there that put that rule in place. In yes. In my personal beliefs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people's personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. I do. I believe there's universal laws and that's why we can't, time travel and you know things like that they're there to make sure our experiences so you don't think it's possible to time travel at all period nobody in the universe is time traveling that they're not allowed to on i don't think they're they're able to go back to the same timeline if they do i don't think they can like so time travel is possible if if it's well yeah i mean who am i to say it's not possible einstein said it's fucking possible so yeah clearly it's possible but do you see how i'm saying but is it possible to go back like change something on your timeline and go back so you're talking about specifically your timeline right so in universal laws preventing us from changing our own timeline gotcha going back into the past on our timeline in order to affect Mm -hmm. the future of that exact same timeline yeah but you believe that there is a possibility that if we are able to time travel backwards it would be on an alternate timeline that may look very identical to what we j- were just on mm-hmm. and we can affect that one that's how i personally see time uh time travel is like universe hopping moving around but i know or i believe you probably can't get back to your original spot once you jump because there's so many versions how would you even navigate back right and it wouldn't be possible and you know who said that who said that john teeter Oh, yeah. John Teeter did say that. He did say that was his view on time travel as well. So let's go ahead and get into John Teeter because he's what we've already done a whole episode on him. So we're going to kind of glaze over him a little bit. The man, the legend, the legend, you know, some say the hoax, but a very interesting story. Probably a hoax, most likely. Yeah. But very interesting. Yeah, it is. We, I love talking about John Teets. So Super let's dive into John Teeter. Remember when bit. I did the video on him the first time and I called him John Titter? Oh, I know. There's still people <laughs> that say John Titor. 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 Yeah, that was super cringe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's go ahead and dive into John Teeter. But before we do, we want to thank our last sponsors for today. John Teeter mm-hmm. took the internet by storm. Really, really got a lot of people to to believe in his story. That's for sure. Yeah, tons of our followers I know believe in the story of John Teeter. Which again, I mean. And I don't rule it out. You can't rule it out completely no it's very intriguing obviously there's a lot of things that i think people question they're like yeah i don't know about that but mm-hmm. i mean who are we to say john teeter never existed he's not a real time traveler yeah i mean he's pretty convincing if he wasn't real then he was very very convincing clearly whoever this person was knew some shit absolutely we can all agree on that knew a lot of the shit that we just talked about and was mm-hmm. like you know very very deeply researched the mm-hmm. whole concept of time travel knew what would be required in order for time travel to be possible did it all make sense scientifically not necessarily but they clearly knew some shit Mm -hmm. so the whole john teeter story starts in the early days of the internet when a user calling themselves time travel underscore zero began posting on message boards of the time travel institute and over a course of multiple posts this user Time Travel Zero revealed he was a soldier from the year 2036. And he was trying to warn people about 
a bunch of shit that was about to go down. Civil, nuclear wars, mm -hmm. the worst of the worst. Basically the end of the world, it seems like. Well, kind of. More like the resetting of the world. He, he said he came from like a calmer place, though. Yes. Post everything. Yeah, it's interesting. His whole concept of like life after it is very... Mm -hmm. It's like a utopia, you know, it's, it's that's why I think it's so intriguing to people is it's like, wow, could it really be like that one day? He took the classic story that I think we all like to tell ourselves that things are going to get better. We're going to one day hopefully get to this place of peace and harmony and love mm -hmm. where we all are a one community and we get along and mm -hmm. trade and, you know, do yeah, we like get money back goes to music away. And, yeah. You know, get back to our roots and us, uh, you know, service work and families most valued again and. The whole Society, world like, shifts, gets our, an our awakened world, back, yeah. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was suggesting he was coming from. Mm -hmm. And so he clearly had the ability, the technology, in order to travel back to 1998 is when he started popping up. And he was warned. It's so weird, though. He's coming back to warn people about this, all this shit that's going to go down. Which, by the way, like, that's the thing. Half half the shit he predicts did not happen. A lot. Of, he said World War Three was going to be going on. Yeah, it should have already happened, like already, according to him. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people are like, well, if you interpret it, you know, maybe we kind of are in World War Three. Yeah, but he was so pretty specific. politically and everything. He said there'd be like a mad cow disease that would like yeah, fuck he people was, up. Yeah, and if it's serious enough to come back, like, I'm sure it was, you know, something serious. Right, right. <laughs> right. If you're going to time travel. Right. And but risk why? that. What what would be the point if it's so great now and he's like gotten to the utopia and it's why leave so it? calm? Why come back and try to change anything? Like if that's what the world needs to, if that's real and the world needs to like hit rock bottom before we can get back to basics and get our priorities straight again. Um, why would you need to come back and alter the timeline? Because that would that would like you wouldn't end up there. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that kind of like fucks up his whole story right there is like what are right. you doing what's the point of this what's the point it doesn't change you're not changing it from he's like i have to warn you, warn you but that doesn't but then he's like it's so great though in the future see and that's where it, the first breakdown is for me is just yeah. just that part right there mm -hmm. becomes hard to believe mm -hmm. because when you actually know anything about time travel you realize like that would be very stupid of him to do that why would he even do that yeah. why would he waste the time and energy and risk his own life in order to come back and just what warn his past self like warn be like hey yeah he's just like so trying know, to warn people warn parents, like just on 4chan everybody. yeah on on the forums like, like just these random people why, why wouldn't you go to like important yeah, people or go right to the white house say yeah, i'm a time travel from 2036 yeah. we got to avoid these mass catastrophes that are about to happen here's my yeah. time machine yeah and he doesn't give specific things i mean i love the john teeter story because it's almost like a movie the what he talks about is just so interesting it's like a fantasy yeah you know and then he kind of predicted the challenger explosion that's an argument which he like very loosely inadvertently yeah you know he said there was like gonna be a rocket explosion pretty much if i remember um at that yeah, point you just, just sound a like a of, psychic that yeah, makes predictions yeah and, he's like his track record's not good well even like futurists will make future predictions like futures would be like this type of technology is going to happen. I mean, they don't predict like events necessarily oh, yeah. with, with the world mm -hmm. and political events. They make and, like educated guesses. Yeah. Based on like what technology is going to bring around and stuff. And they're right. more accurate at that than, yeah. than John Teeter. Was. 
So actually I wanted to read one of his first faxes because one of the first things that he did was he faxed, which I'm like, really? Time Traveler's getting the old fax machine going? Yeah, right. <laughs> to send a message to Art Bell at Coast to Coast. Yeah, Coast Back to in the Coast day. AM. So here's one of the first faxes he sent. He said, Dear Art, I had which, to... First of all, if you don't know, Art Bell hosted a show. Legendary Coast guy, to Coast yeah. AM. A lot of people know about it, but anyway. Really helped get this story going yeah. and, and really like big in the conspiracy paranormal and all world. unexplained yeah. yeah exactly so this fact said dear art i had to fax when i heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2580 because he would take caller i mean the wildest conversations yeah. have people claiming they're this claiming they're alien this they're you know time traveler and people still do it but john teeter said please let me explain time travel was invented in 2034 Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN, blah, 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 bomb. Which was kind of like crazy that he yeah. knew a lot of this stuff. This was old. He I mean, this is knew some shit. Yeah. Clearly. He said, time travel is invented in 2034 and offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. Hmm. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. And by altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. Which singularities is what he's talking about is black holes. Mm. And CERN, it's interesting because this was a while ago, but CERN, I believe, was attempting to actually create micro black holes oh, yeah. in a lab. Like that's something they're actually doing. Like yes. if they haven't already done it. Oh, yeah, probably already have. Which <laughs> that whole concept just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's kind of scary because even a micro black or a, yeah, micro black hole mm-hmm. could literally suck the entire planet into it. That's so weird. If it Thinking was, we became unharnessed. That? Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. How do you even fucking, all right. All right, guys, we're going <laughs> to spin up a black hole today. <laughs> That's wild. How would you even do that? That's scary. Imagine working with that in your job. God. World's most dangerous job. Seriously. I create black holes for a living. <laughs> they must yeah. have some stories. Oh, I'm sure. He went on to say time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel on your original timeline. When you turn the singularity engine off, a new timeline is created. Due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. So he's kind of piggybacking off of even Einstein's theories. Yes. So it's not like that revolutionary no. what he's saying. It just is wasn't very t- commonly talked about back then. Well, and I mean, this is purely made up from him as far as the whole singularity engine. No, exactly. You turn but, the but engine But the off. concept of yes. a new timeline is what I'm right. saying. He clearly understood Einstein's theory of general relativity. Mm -hmm. He understood what that meant Mm -hmm. and what the implications were of that. He went on to say that there's some interesting outcomes from doing this. One, you meet yourself. I've done it often, even taken a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine. Oh, yeah. John Teeter talks about how he went like stayed with his childhood family and his childhood self. And like held his baby version of himself. See, I'm that's like, weird. that's too simple. Right? That's, that's too, way too yeah. simple. What the fuck? And wouldn't there be like tons of people doing that? Yeah. Right? He's the only one. And he said, most of the time, the changes are subtle. Sometimes I'll notice car models that don't exist or books that come out late. 
And I'm just like, it just seems also like really you're paying attention to like, mm-hmm. it just seems too convenient. It's too story like. And yeah, I think that's why we like it so much. Yeah. It seems like somebody like thought up a it's a fun fantasy story. Yeah. yeah. That's why I still like talking about John Teeter, yeah. even though I know it's not, it's likely not real. It's still like entertaining. It is. To think about. He went on to say, unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. Hmm. Please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. Which basically he's saying, we tried to travel into the future as far as we could. But it's not there. But literally, we're traveling through fucking space time and a brick wall comes out of nowhere. We slam into it and it bounces us back to our original timeline. To me, that doesn't seem very quantum to me, like quantum mechanical (laughs) to me at all. That seems very like, I kind of understand this shit, but... Yeah. I kind of don't. Took some creative freedom there. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole please pray that we discover mm-hmm. what happens after that. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. But his whole mission was to come back in time in order to get an IBM 5100, which right. his grandfather had helped design. Right. And apparently, because this was one of the first portable personal computers, there was a way to correct predicted issues with unix which was the uh, operating system of this computer in his timeline and so after he went back and got the computer he stopped in the year 2000 for personal reasons where that's when he started warning everybody Mm -hmm. about all these events that were going to spend some time just a little hop off yeah exactly for like i think it was like held his childhood self yeah had like a year of reminisce talked with his parents got a lawyer and that's what's so weird about this is he's the dude has a lawyer Larry Haber. Larry Haber in Florida. And he's a real lawyer. He's got an office. There's like a clip He's of got him. an office. Yeah, anyone, if you got an office, you're real. <laughs> so, I mean, is this guy just full of shit? He's just doing this like for fun? Or is it all kind of an act? Is it some rich guy just paying a lawyer? And like, I, he like claims the family's real. He claims it's well, all real. Yeah, but his son is also like really oh, yeah. smart. He has like a physicist son his or something. His son's all into yeah. it. Right. We have a whole... Like we said, we have an episode. He has a really this. smart son that could have yes. easily helped him come up with this whole thing. Because he did, denies it. He's like, my son I know, didn't do I it. I know. And they did present drawings of the design. And there's, I mean, there's a lot more to it, obviously. There's so much to it. Because John Teeter did present, like, here's what my time machine looks like. Here's how it works. He here's kind of the blueprints. Yeah. 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 He had like blueprints. And people have checked that out the blueprints and can't figure out where it's from. It's not from anything else. It's something original. Whoever did this made those. Definitely put some thought into it. I mean, theoretically it makes sense, I guess you could say, but scientifically I don't think it would ever work. Well, he's the the closest we have to maybe a possibility. I feel like with all the other time traveler, time travelers (laughs) out there, like we were thinking about for this episode, reacting to a bunch of time travelers and like bringing up clips. And maybe we can still do that in the future. If that's something you guys would be interested in. But if we can find is, some genuine ones. No, there's no genuine yeah, ones. Yeah. They're like, they're so, it would just be us making fun of them. And then, yeah, it would just be Bigfoot all over again because they're so ridiculous. These, some of these time travelers on YouTube, TikTok, they're making all these claims. They're like, wait till this day. And then nothing happens. And they're, they're so full of shit. John Teeter's the only one who really has like his, there's so much to John Presented Teeter. Presented the full story. Yeah. You well, can sit a here book. and talk about him for hours. Yeah. 
There is Larry a Haber. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's him or somebody involved with him has a book on John Teeter. Right. Because he's the CEO of the John Teeter Foundation. There's a whole yeah, foundation there, for yeah, it. He's thing. the entertainment lawyer for the family. He's the most legit time traveler case. I yeah. Think Le- not legit. And That's he won't even word. say if it's true or not either. He's just like, well, I just got get paid to do this. Somebody's paying me to do this. And yeah. So there's like some mystery. And he's around an entertainment it. lawyer. Too, right. So right. Like, mm. This could be like a really good author that just like, you know, came up with this story or just and, a smart, rich person who's bored. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people do hoaxes all the time. People yeah. create fake stories like this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Stammer. Oh, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> literally like half the people on tiktok too yeah exactly so john teeter disappeared in 2000 i think it was like march 2001 was like the last we heard from him and then Mm -hmm. he disappeared from all internet forums and it's never been heard from again and we don't know where he went if he went back to his original timeline but according 36 2036 right and he's chilling he went back to 20 yeah they're playing good music there everything's good bob marley on the beach why would he want to come back seriously (laughs) i wouldn't screw it (laughs) But again, if you want to hear more about John Teeter, we do have a whole episode on it where we go through all the predictions and everything. So if you haven't heard that, we'll link that below for you if you want to check that out. But the last thing I wanted to talk about before we react to some photos of potential time travelers is this this guy really interested me when and we actually talked about this on the show before. But this professor from Montana Tech, uh, he's a professor of anthropology, Michael Masters. He laid out a really interesting theory about the whole UFO phenomenon. And in his theory, he's saying that the UFOs that we're seeing are, in fact, future humans Mm -hmm. coming back to observe us, much like an archaeologist finds ancient relics in the ground. It's very similar. Like future humans are utilizing this craft in order to manipulate space time, in order to time travel through the universe and through time in order to come back and and view their past selves. Didn't John Teeter say that shit, too, though? I think something very similar to that. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, maybe the aliens or whatever are not actually extraterrestrials at all. They're just future humans that are coming back and visiting us and they don't interact with us because they can't interact with the timeline, but they're just viewing us because it's just a fun thing to do. They're studying us They're It's like going back and doing Mm. archaeology in the future. And maybe it's so common. You can just do that. Yeah, teenagers just exactly. I mean, we, hours. even like hundreds of <laughs> in our off hours, <laughs> maybe. But think about like what archaeologists do right now. I mean, we're digging up mm-hmm. tens of thousands of year old yeah, objects kind of just from the ground. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we pull something out of the ground mm-hmm. that's been preserved in the permafrost, mm-hmm. that's 20,000 years old. Have you seen some of those the shit they're yeah. pulling out of the permafrost? I'm like, damn, yeah, like full really blown furry ass mammoths like baby <laughs> yeah. mammoths being pulled out of the permafrost it still has his hair on it dude so much shit's under the so ice. weird oh yeah under the permafrost we should just do find... an episode called like under the ice <laughs> under the ice so much seriously though there's so much under there so if you look at it from that perspective professor master said then why wouldn't there be future humans that are coming back in order to do their own archaeology except you know obviously they are not here to dig us up but they're here to just observe our way of life see what we're doing to study it for the future very interesting and and he also went on to say that he thinks that sometime in the future there might even be time traveling might become a form of tourism oh that's super interesting like you can pay to to time travel 
imagine if that was like a field trip, like yeah, straight up. Right. Mrs. Like Frizzle's school bus. <laughs> what was that show? Magic school bus. Oh shit. Magic right? school that bus. Was so fucking lit. Yeah. Oh, what's her Wasn't name? her name Miss Frizzle? I don't know. Frizzle. Probably. It sounds right. Yeah. I think it is. Magic school bus. It's done. Has to look it up. What's her name? Um, Damn, good good memory. Hell yeah. Her name is Valerie Frizzle. Yeah, she had bomb, she's redhead, right? Yep. She's cool. Wow. That was a great show, by the way. That was. That was. I wonder if they do it on time travel. (laughs) So maybe, maybe at the end of this this journey in the UFO world, we're all expecting to, you know, we manage to capture a UFO, if even that's possible. Yeah. And we open it up, and there's this like super advanced human being that walks out that is the same dna as us but is just millions of years into the future or even tens of thousands of years what would a human being look like would we even look the same maybe he's a cyborg maybe he's like got metal and like it's a human head or they're able to change their entire appearance i mean well we've our bodies have changed so much just like in the past couple hundred years right right God, what would you're talking and over, millions of years? Yeah, and even over millions of years of time, would the mm-hmm. human continue evolving, mm-hmm. probably, and developing and creating Let's new make it characteristics? <laughs> right, if we even make it that long, but yeah. it's possible. It's possible. So I just think I find that theory very interesting that mm-hmm. UFOs could be future humans or time travelers visiting us, mm-hmm. as opposed to aliens from another planet. That would make a lot of sense. So a very real possibility. But to end the show, I thought it'd be fun and interesting to take a look at some pretty pretty well-known photographs or famous photographs in the time travel community that people say are very odd because there's something about them or there's somebody in these photographs that just kind of looks, it's kind of like a Where's Waldo situation. There's somebody that looks out of yeah. place and yeah, they they're doing fun. something that just doesn't fit for that time period. Okay, let's see. Okay. So we'll call this photo the time traveling hipster. This particular photo you're looking at was snapped in 1941 at the reopening ceremony of the South Fork Bridge in British Columbia. And if you look very carefully on the right hand side, you'll notice a guy. I'm sure you can spot him that just looks out of place in this photograph Mm -hmm. compared to everybody around him. Mm -hmm. He's this unusually dressed man in this particular photograph. He's got sunglasses on. It looks like or goggles even. It almost looks like he's got like goggles on. Definitely not anything that people would wear back then. And look at it. He looks like he's wearing like a zip up hoodie or something. Yeah. Because look at the people right next to him. They're all wearing all the men are wearing hats for the most part. He's got like an Under Armour shirt on or something. Yeah, it's really weird. I've seen that. This is definitely the most popular one. And this has been highly scrutinized, right? This photo people have tried to see if it's no one can prove that it's photoshopped. I guess it could be. That's a pretty good Photoshop, though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have looked at it and ha- haven't been able to. But from 1941, that dude just does not look. No, he does not like, look like he's a part of that crowd at all. What the fuck is that? His haircut doesn't look 1941. But it's so hard to trust because there, I mean, maybe there is a chance that yeah. it could have just been mocked up. But it's weird. 
Yeah, or I like he, know. someone like maybe removed his hat or like changed oh, his yeah. shirt, like superimposed a different shirt on there. Like who? But knows? like I said, they it's been super scrutinized. This is yeah. a really popular image. Yeah, it is. It's probably and one people would have figured that out. I mean, people like know when people Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it would be a part of this list if it wasn't genuine photograph. Yeah, it's very weird. I wonder uh, if any of you guys know any more about this or have thoughts on this photo in particular. But the next photograph is from the 1962 World Cup, and it shows the celebrations of the Brazilian team after they just won. Shows a guy lifting the trophy. Yes. Now you don't notice it right away, uh-uh, but at the very bottom of the screen, do you see that little what looks like a flip phone at the oh, bottom? Oh yeah, uh huh, uh huh. So looks a lot like of people say phone. someone has literally got a flip phone snapping a picture. Which I mean, when you oh. look at these, you're like. Why would a time traveler be doing something like that? But like out in the open when yeah, everyone yeah, be right, staring at them like, right. what's that? Yeah. But if you put that aside, the it does kind of look like somebody is holding a cell phone. Obviously, it's not clear enough to really make out what that object is. But it, it, it does almost look like it's got like a keypad because you can almost see like what looks like fingers at the bottom portion of it. And there's it's a got lot a hinge press around. So I wonder if it's some type of like microphone. Yeah. Or even a camera of some sort, even. Yeah. It's really I mean, hard to say. He's not noticing it. It's right in front of him, and he doesn't seem to notice it. But it's look weird. at these other two faces to the right here. They're looking at it's whatever like the this person the razor. is. It really does. But then if you look to right to the left, there is somebody holding a camera, though. Mm-hmm. So what is that thing? A flash? Like a Maybe, light? Maybe. Yeah, it could be a light or something, possibly. Mm. Yeah, it's very odd. But this is kind of a reoccurring theme with these photos is if they are potential time travelers, they've all decided to whip out their mobile phones or their mobile devices in these photos. Because a lot of these have to do with people in old photographs that look like they're looking at a phone like this one. The time traveling sun seeker. I'm sure you can spot them. Uh, not yet. I haven't. Right in the middle of this photograph. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. He's like tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Doesn't he look like how we all look? Like he's like taking his fingernail or something. Yeah. Wait, zoom in on his ass. Let me see. Can we get the Why is he wearing me? this outfit at the beach, though? That's yeah. what I'm concerned about. Yeah, oh. He does kind of look like he's like tweeting. Wait, but look but, at all the, all the guys are wearing pantsuits. Oh, yeah. That's just the weird times where people wore way too much clothes to the fucking beach. Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, there is like a million things he could be doing. He could be like tying a little knot or like untying right. a little it's knot. Right. It's impossible to know what he's looking at. Fixing his wife's necklace. Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. Not a not a great example. Mm-hmm. This next photo shows a scene from downtown. Downtown. This, this next photo shows a scene from downtown Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Reykjavik in 1943. In the heart of wartime, soldiers and sailors can be seen everywhere in the streets among civilians. And the man circled, though, appears to be on a mobile phone. Yeah. Holding it to his ear. He does, but maybe he's just like picking his earwax. Zoom in on him and <laughs> yeah, let's see a little look at closer. his hand, though. It does seem to be holding something. And he's like looking at whoever took this photograph, that person's like looking at it, too. Like almost looks like, oh shit, you got me. Taking ah. a picture of me looks like surprise be, a little bit. okay so let's say he's a time traveler who's he fucking talking on the phone with <laughs> at this time where no one else has phones 
He's a secret agent. He's talking to people in the future. I don't know. I don't know. I Maybe taking his earwax. That's his just earwax. <laughs> I agree. Well, it's also interesting too is that there were these like hearing aid type things that people would hold up, like ear trumpets. Oh, ear trumpets. Yeah, they're like interesting. Yeah, they're like these things that had like a little ear hole on one end and oh, then like a trumpet wow. end. Yeah, could be fixing his AirPods. Your ear. <laughs> exactly. Simple explanation. Readjusting the AirPods. Yeah, could be. In 1943. Yep, that's right. Brought his AirPods back. Just Look at bumping those jackets. On the street. These guys are like styling. Like you never see a guy in a nice like styling jacket like that now. Like they look just like people just had such class back then. Like look at their. Hats. What are you trying to say, Kendall? I don't know. They're just so like we're classless. No, I just I can't trash. imagine. Like <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of pressure to live back then. Like there is like well that was a standard. You can't slum it. You know I like show up to Target in my yoga pants and socks and my Birkenstocks. Like it doesn't seem like that was allowed back then. No. Look are you kidding me? A woman would are. be reprimanded for that. Yeah. Shit. Different time, different place. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think that guy's a time traveler though, to be honest. Yeah. This I next one no. is kind of interesting now. Cause I do do kind of wonder about this one. So this image is from 1905 and it just shows like a normal scene at a dock where they're delivering goods from a boat. But you can see there's a guy who's got a mohawk haircut with a white shirt. You can kind of tell he's got a mohawk going. He has no hair on either side of his head. Wait, I feel like that was a pretty common hairstyle back then, though. Like, I feel like I've seen movies that take place where they're like fairly like I feel like that's not that with like a mohawk. Can we zoom in on the person? Mohawk, though. This guy right here. Oh, that guy. It's a strip of hair on the top. That's a mohawk. No, that looks like a military type. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's not like a mo. I think like spiky mohawk. No, I don't think he just shaved the sides. Yeah, yeah. I pictured when you said mohawk, Mohawk. I I thought it was gonna be like a pine rock. Yeah, exactly. Like a straight up like metal Mm -hmm. band like member. He has hair gel in there and shit. 1905. (laughs) No, that just looks like he yeah shaved the sides of his head. I don't, I don't know haircut history, but well, just because it wasn't in style doesn't mean one person wasn't yeah. like willing to go against the crowd and just do something wild. And we happen to uncover this photograph too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Li- I don't think it proves time travel. Okay. This guy's haircut. <laughs> the okay. first image is still the strongest. Okay. And trips me out the most. All right. These I'm thinking of explanations. For, okay. But. Let's take a look at this one. This one's actually a film clip, uh, which was recorded during Charlie Chaplin's 1928 silent film, The Circus. Okay. And you have to watch carefully in this clip because you'll see what appears to be a lady dressed in all black, wearing a hat and walking around the set, talking on her mobile phone. I don't think there's any sound because it's a silent film. So, (laughs) all right. So there's like a zebra and there's just like people walking around, working on the set. You can see that person who's got the black coat on that's walking. It looks like a lady. Yes. And they're holding something to their ear. Here's a zoom. Oh, in yeah. Look. Literally looks like they're walking around talking on the phone. Oh, it does. That's weird. Okay, that's pretty weird. That's interesting. Has their other hand up almost like, like they're what talking. What else was she doing? Oh, she does look like she's talking too. Like the way she's pacing around looks like she's thinking. And Wow. That's this is weird. 1928. Yeah, what the fuck? That's very strange. I could be wrong, but I believe this one was debunked in a sense. Like people, okay, this was the scenario where it did turn out to be some type of listening device or like hearing aid okay. that she was holding up to her ear. Okay, 
but all honestly it does kind of look like it is something rectangular because the way that her hand is sitting on it versus like she holding, looks so natural with yeah. it whatever it is she looks like she's very used to holding it like that yeah that's why people say it could be like an antique hearing aid or some type of which we have a picture if you go back there yeah that's what it could have looked she could like. be holding something like that against her ear a big thing okay maybe that's a, that's pretty weird though that one's interesting i'd say the first image in that one are the strongest yeah and most interesting to ponder mm-hmm but one of the last things I want to bring up, because this is just funny to to consider, is time traveling celebrities. Oh, oh yes, this is fun. So <laughs> <laughs> I love these. How do we know that these are real old photos, though? <laughs> I swear, some of these have been like photoshopped. Yeah. Well, this one I I believe we know is one hundred percent real. So if you're listening, these are photos of celebrities. Well, they're and old have- photos that look. They're like. Dopanglers. Is that the word? Dopanglers. Doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. Dopanglers. I always say <laughs> Topanga. <laughs> Topangas. But yes, um, they're whatever the fuck. Which these are just like two of them. There's probably more out there, but these are like some of the two most well known that we know the pictures are legit. So on the left, you've got uh, revolutionary leader Mahir Kayan, who was born in 1946 and died in 1972. And then you oh. got Jimmy Fallon next to him. And this is an actual. I don't even. Person. Oh, so that's a, okay. They don't even look that similar to me, honestly. They're not that similar. It's like, like their face oh, yeah. shape's totally different. Yeah, like. yeah. Jimmy Fallon's got a way more squared jaw. I've seen some that are like striking, like the ones of like Pharrell, but I don't know if those are even yeah. real. That's the thing is like a and, lot like, of them are. Like there's a Seth Rogen one. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you could go back in time and probably find anybody. There's a that. Justin Timberlake one. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. I just don't there's know. no way to know. Yeah. But the big one that that went viral, I think last year was oh yeah we talked about this as an intro topic one time greta greta yep there was a photo that surfaced from 1898 oh yeah i remember this one big on twitter which showed three children working at a gold mine in canada's yukon territory and um i mean i mean she looks similar but like she's it's possible for humans to look similar yeah you know yeah it's not it's not like striking to me looks like a little girl without makeup she's got her hair and braids it's like similar face for sure similar hairstyle i think i think what's really making the connection for us is the hair like the fact that she's got braids and the face is somewhat similar Uh but honestly i feel like the eyes kind of look different Uh they kind of turn a different way so i guess that you know a lot of people like to theorize that maybe some of these people that are super influential that do have a huge impact on our current timeline are in fact time travelers or they're kind of like immortal. They're just, yeah, they're kind of just moving around helping the world move along. Yeah. Very interesting. And that there could be more out there. There could be more <laughs> celebrities out there that are time traveling Maybe. And attempts to affect. All right. So time travel, absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll achieve it one day, but as of right now, not happening, at least as far as we know, I want to know, to our audience, if you could time travel, would you rather go into the future or would you rather go into the past? Or would you just rather not time travel at all? Would it freak you out too much? Would or, you want to? Yeah. And you'd have to understand that under those conditions, mm-hmm. you could potentially end up on an alternate timeline if you go into the never past. Get back to where you came you'll from. never get back to the same 
university started it. What if something goes wrong and you end up like old or something? Yeah. It's just too much. You risk. make your situation worse. That sounds so scary. I mean, personally, I don't think I would time travel. I would turn that down. I just don't feel like I'm meant to do that, you know? But then the future. I don't think any of us are. If you time travel into the future, wouldn't you eventually experience your death? Right. Or oh, see oh your death? God. Well, then, oh, it reminds me of Click. Yeah. You know, that Adam yeah. Sandler movie. Have you yeah, seen yeah. that one, that's Janelle? A good one. I know you don't watch any movies. But oh, my God. No, that's a that's a great one because that yeah. does have to deal with time travel. And so. I was thinking about it earlier because in that movie, you can't go back in time. You can only go forward. So he can fast forward his life. So he gets like, this little remote and he's able to like fast forward or or. So it's kind of like a joke. He like fast forward when his wife is bitching at him and oh, stuff. He'll like gosh, fast yeah. forward her, mute her or like. Yeah, but the yeah, only yeah. thing you can't go back. But right. then in the movie, he like kind of fast forwards too far and it fucks up his life. Yeah. Because his life falls apart. Meant to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's, that's what I'm going like, into the future is like. Hell no, then. Because that movie like literally shook me. Scary. It's it, weird. It, it's it like honestly sad. I like is. sobbed yeah. at the end of that no, movie. No, it, it definitely it's like devastating. Gets you. He's like his kids and he's like missed out on all their lives. Oh, it's so fucking emotional. So maybe it comes back to your point. Maybe we're not meant to time travel. Maybe we're meant to just live in the present and that's it. That's all we're capable of yeah. doing. That's all what we're supposed to do. If there is some sort of divine plan, if there's some other. Yeah. You know, reason, bigger reason for all of it. Yeah. Is it messing that up? Yeah. Are, so. are we working against fate? Are we working against our destiny? Are we working against the master plan? Well, I mean, maybe that's an argument too, but yeah, I think it's more like working against the human experience. I think there's only it's just like a natural law in the universe that we are not meant to mm -hmm. experience time differently from how we do right now. Yeah. Second by think. second, we're not supposed to be able to travel any faster or slow it down. Or I wish we could up. slow it down a little bit, honestly. Yeah. Like, ugh, gosh, go we're like, like <laughs> you know, going to have kids here soon. I would like to like get another like, but if we could just go back to 23, that'd be nice, you know, just get a few extra, like five more years. That'd, that'd be kind of nice to turn back time, get some extra. Even years. if it's on a parallel timeline? Nah. See, that's what and I'm it, like. And no. all of a sudden it's totally different. So I just wouldn't time travel. Just wouldn't. Janelle, would you time travel? Mm, only to the future, maybe just to oh, like to see future. what's up. Oh, okay. See just like up. to see what, like I would travel like maybe if I could like 300 years into the future just to see what's going oh, okay. on. Would you travel to like the end of your own life and like see your death? Fuck no. <laughs> that <laughs> like traumatize you forever. Oh my God, no. <laughs> I have enough fear of death. I don't need to yeah, go in and say. explore that. Yeah, no, I'm good. Because I was wondering, I'm like, <laughs> what happens if you did time travel beyond your, the, the year you die? Yeah, what, what would happen? Do, would the time machine stop would you just stop at the year you die oh, and then then that's what? a whole nother conversation that's a whole nother episode for a different day <laughs> hopefully we've blown your minds a little bit yes today planted some seeds let us know what you guys think of this topic and if there's any other kind of offshoot topics yeah. you'd like to see us tackle in the future <laughs> i always love talking about this stuff this stuff is just so interesting and mm -hmm. it's just fun to contemplate mm -hmm. and I mean, we literally will talk about this just on like a regular night. Yeah, I feel we like do. we'll just be like time, you know, we'll just start this whole thing. Up. Yeah. So we're like, you know, let's share this conversation with all you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Also, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts. It does really help us out. So if you're only watching on YouTube, take a second, hop over to Apple Podcasts, even in another parallel universe and subscribe. <laughs> Follow us on Spotify. Check out our merch, too. 
got some merch out there still. Yeah, we do. And we're doing a bunch of restocks on yes. some most some of the most popular items that we've been re- getting a lot of requests to bring back. Absolutely. So some, check it out. Check it out. Mileheartmerch.com. But that is it for us today. That is. We will see you guys next time. Stay safe. And stay woke. <laughs>